Mr. Fraley. Here. You have a quorum. Thank you, George. Um, beginning with our continued agenda. Okay, yeah, I've got a couple of housekeeping items for you. So from the continued uh, agenda, um, City of Norfolk for the following applications. Change of zoning from C2 Corridor Commercial District to D2 Downtown Regional Center District on properties located at 523 through 545 East Butte Street, 555 Fenchurch Street, and 520 Wood Street. To close Fox Lane from the eastern lane of Posey Lane to the southern line of East Butte Street. And the last part of that is to close uh, Posey Lane from the southern line of East Butte Street to the northern line of Wood Street. Uh, the applicant has requested that this item be continued to the February 26, 2015 Planning Commission public hearing. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hale? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Okay, we've got a couple withdrawals. Um, items number three, and again, these are from your continued uh, agenda. Um, item number three which is Tire City for a special exception to operate an automobile and truck repair facility on property located at 3655 North Military Highway. And item number five, the Lagoon for a special exception to operate an entertainment establishment with alcoholic beverages on property located at 9500 30th Bay Street. Um, those items have both went, been uh, withdrawn. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Okay, and the last item on the regular agenda, um, item number one, uh, Meadowstone Apartments for the following applications on properties located at 200 and 230 Amarillo Avenue, 225 Bristol Avenue, and 6000 Curlew Drive. Uh, amendment to the city's future land use map within the general plan, Plan Norfolk, from single-family suburban to multifamily. Uh, be a text amendment to the city zoning ordinance to create Meadowstone Apartments Residential Plan Development PDR Meadowstone District. Uh, C, change of zoning from R6 single family to PDR Meadowstone Meadowstone Apartments Residential Plan Development District. Uh, D, for the closing, vacating, and discontinuing of an undeveloped portion of Bristol Avenue from the northern line of Cleveland Street and extended northwardly to its terminus. And the last part of that, for the closing, vacating, and discontinuing of an undeveloped portion of Amarillo Avenue from the northern line of an unimproved portion of Cleveland Street and extending northwardly to its terminus. Um, the applicant on this one has requested that the item be continued to the April 23, 2015 Planning Commission public hearing. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Thank you, Susan. I probably need to forward the opportunity for anyone who is here to speak on any of those items from our continued agenda or uh, regular agenda that we're continuing or withdrawn. Uh, we want to give you an opportunity if you are here to speak. Is anyone here on any of those items? Good. Thank you. All right, the first item to be heard today uh, is number two on your continued agenda. It's a request by Virginia United Methodist, Methodist Homes uh, by Lydia Roper uh, for a change of zoning from R8 single family to conditional R11 moderate density multi, multiple family on properties located at 113 through 127 East 40th Street. Ash? Hello, commissioners. Uh, the first item we have, as Susan already stated, but it is located on the corner of East 40th Street and Columbus Avenue at 113 to 127 East 40th Street. This, 
This application is for a conditional rezoning. Currently, the property is zoned R8, and they are asking for a conditional rezoning to R11. Um, this, the application came in our door because with this application, they are proposing to construct a parking lot um, on the southern side of the building. This is a nine-car nine parking lot. The reason that it's nine is because with the nine rezoning it to R11, they will become conforming. Um, it's congregate housing currently with 26 units. Uh, the parking ratio is 0.33 per unit. Therefore, they get to the nine, which bring the, brings them into conformance with the conditional rezoning. Um, the neighborhood is Riverview and Colonial Place. Uh, Riverview, the Riverview section of the neighborhood is developed with a mix of some multifamily, predominantly single family, and this existing building. Um, so the use was established in the 1920s. Um, it is considered a legally non-conforming use. Um, and I said everything else. Sorry about this. Um, any questions? Have any questions of Mr. Jones, commissioners? Thank you. Um, I will add that with the conditions, it is a conditional rezoning. The conditions are that the property will be um, held to 26 units and will be held to congregate housing, and staff recommends approval. I do have a quick question. Sure. So that means that they would not be able to turn this into an apartment building? They would not be able to turn it into an apartment building. If that's what they desired, they would have to come back, rezone the property to either remove the conditions or change it to something else. Okay. okay. Any other questions for Mr. Jones, commissioners? Stand by, Ash. Thank you. Yep, I'm here. Uh, here to speak for this application is the applicant, Mr. Don McClellan. Good afternoon. My name is Don McLennan. I'm with AES Consulting Engineers at 1317 Executive Boulevard in Chesapeake. We're here representing the property owner of the Lydia Roper home at 127 East 40th Street in the city of Norfolk. And as has been said, the Virginia United Methodist Homes, uh, which is a nonprofit organization, is, operates this assisted living for women home. Uh, this home was built in the 1920s. And the current home is well-maintained and is situated in a residential neighborhood. <clears throat> the Roper House had had some complaints from some of the neighbors about the on-street parking situation. And so to be a good neighbor, uh, they asked us to look at designing a small parking lot that would be behind the home and have access only to Columbus Avenue. In the starting the project, as we talked to city staff, we discovered that we couldn't proceed on with site plan approval on the parking lot because of the zoning situation. And we were advised by city staff to do a special exceptions application and move forward, which we did. Uh, as you know, part of that process means going to the Civic League. And on October 20th, 2014, uh, I met with the Colonial Place slash Riverview Civic League with their board. I presented them the plans, discussed the project, answered some questions, and, and, and pointed out some features such as we were using poorest favors. I left that meeting pretty much knowing that they unanimously supported it and would approve the project. Then as the city staff was reviewing our special exceptions process, 
they contacted us and were suggesting or recommending that we go to this conditional rezoning uh, to better put us into compliance with city ordinances and other items. And, and so, and to do that, we had to make some minor modifications to our plan to ensure the nine parking spaces and other provisions, which we were willing to do. And also, city staff said that they would contact us civically uh, because they could probably better explain why we were making this change. We, uh, we're here really simply just to ask to put in a uh, small parking lot and, you know, to be good neighbors. Uh, to make a safer uh, parking spaces for the employees. So whatever the process, we'll go in that direction. So with that, I'll stand by for some questions. Thank you, Mr. McLennan. Uh, any questions of Mr. McLennan, commissioners? Thank you, sir. Uh, here to speak against this application, John Kennedy. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. My name is John Kennedy, 3843 Beach Avenue, Norfolk 23504. Uh, I'm a board member of Colonial Place Review Civic League, a retired architect, and a 45-year resident of Riverview. My first home here was at the 100 block of East 39th Street, the very block on which Leah Roper home is located. Ladies out for a walk past our home daily. It was always a pleasurable event for them, for us and our children. In the same time frame, the Sound of Music was in its two to three year run at the Riverview Theater. That's how long ago it was. Mr. McClellan brought the parking lot project to our attention, whereupon the board designated me to look into it. I met with him on site and then proceeded to the board meeting where both Mr. McClellan and I spoke. Later, a public notice was posted concerning rezoning for the parking lot and to bring the building in conformity. That raised a red flag. I also talked to nearby neighbors who agreed. At the board's direction, I wrote a letter for the president's signature expressing support for the parking lot, but questioning the necessity and desirability of rezoning. Jim Gregg, Civic League president, talked to Ashton Jones about it but others were not convinced. The board discussed the pros and cons by email for over a week, and finally all concurred in opposition to the rezoning. A letter to the effect was sent to the city. I'm here to tell you why. Founders of Riverview envisioned a streetcar neighborhood of substantial single-family homes that to this day characterize the northern portion called River view park. Economic conditions forced them to reduce lot sizes and restrictions which gave rise to multifamily housing in the later developments. Riverside Park as opposed to Riverview Park and Cruiser Place. There are three developed neighborhoods in Riverview. Some singles were broken up during the war years to meet the urgent housing shortage. Others were built in haste to get under the wire of zoning restrictions. We now have duplex, threes, fours, fives, sixes, and one mega apartment building, I believe that's now a condo, to contend with. 
most have either no or inadequate off-street parking. When zoning was enacted, the framers followed the original plan, making the entire neighborhood single-family R8 and the other high-density construction non-conforming or grandfathered, an interesting name for the Roper home for old ladies, perhaps grandmothers. Over my time, no new multifamily was constructed, but slowly some non-conforming construction reverted to single family, some by falling into disrepair, some by being unoccupied for two years, and some by extensive fire damage in accordance with the rules for non-conforming. The present zoning has worked and it is working as intended. The rezoning proposal by the planning department, initially not by the architect applicant, would change not only the land on which the Roper home sits, but the parking lot, lot, two lots, parking lot, lot, formerly a residence, and two vacant lots, but looking at the plan, I would say there, there's more space on the west of it for, than, than two between the home and Granby Street. The desire to bring non-conforming into to conforming by rezoning is scary. Where I live now on Beach Avenue, there are 13 non-conforming apartment units within 100 feet of my home, none with off-street parking. One owned by a slum landlord is in decline. I may not live to see it, but unless things change, it may eventually revert because of disrepair, a welcomed outcome. Faithfully following R8 zoning is an effective firewall against higher density while allowing non-conforming properties to coexist as a right with their neighbors in this SHPO designated historic neighborhood. Please leave R8 zoning throughout Riverview and see that the proposed rezoning is defeated. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Kennedy. Any questions of Mr. Kennedy, commissioners? Thank you, sir. Uh, we do have the opportunity for a rebuttal. Mr. McLennan, do you have anything that you'd like to? Thank you. Yes, ma'am. I have a question. I guess it would be a staff question, Ash. Um, and this is the difference between the rezoning versus the initial path. If there were to be a fire of some sort at the Lydia Roper home, and, and I think uh, Mr. Kennedy might have explained it, would it be allowed to be rebuilt if it were not rezoned? If there were a fire there, it would be allowed to be just a single family home. So would not be allowed to be rebuilt as congregate housing? No. Okay. Any other questions, commissioners? Comment? Thank you, Ash. Okay. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fairley. I will make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Susan. Okay. The next item on your agenda is uh, we're moving to the uh, regular, regular agenda. 
Well, excuse me, continued agenda number four. four right. uh, Vincent Powell for special exceptions operate an automobile and truck repair facility on property located at 860 Avenue J. Hello again. All right, so this, as Susan once again said, 860 Avenue J. This is just east and north of Souls Point Road, which is running at a diagonal just south of Little Creek Road. Um, this property is surrounded by various commercial uses um, and is currently vacant. It is zone C2, which permits auto, auto repair uh, by special exception. Um, it was used for auto repair in the past. Um, that use ceased in 2010. After two years, the grandfathering is lost. That's why we're here again today. Um, so how do we get to where we are? Uh, the Every special exception allows for staff to recommend various conditions, such as increased landscaping, um, conditions relating to construction, operation, character, uh, with that, again, with every special exception. Um, with this site, staff is recommending that we add landscaping along Avenue J to the east side of the property and to the rear of the building. Um, there is a drive aisle on the west side of the property, which if today, if this were a vacant site, would not be allowed, but considering that it is the only access to the rear, um, again, through that special exception and through the landscape chapter, you are allowed to do alternatives. Um, so we feel that this site would be an appropriate place to do an alternative along the western side of the property. With that, because we are not putting landscaping along there, we are asking for the landscaping requirements that would be required there in a normal situation. Again, that is not necessarily the width requirement, but the actual physical, such as bushes, trees, things of such. Um, this item was continued from the last from last month's agenda to allow the applicant and staff to try and work through these issues. Um, the applicant has signed the conditions that staff has developed, which state that the applicant will be adding the landscaping along the southern um, along the southern side along Avenue J, along the eastern side, along the northern side. In addition to that, um, whatever the let me restart. It's it's dependent on the configuration that the applicant chooses to configure his site. So we have nothing, generally, you know, we would have something attached that would say this is how it's going to be. The applicant's agreeing to meet the ordinance. We have been working with them. We are pretty close. We are not there. The important catch with all of this is along the front, there will be the 10-foot landscape buffer. That the, the length of that is dependent on if they choose to put parking in the front, if they want it all in the rear. Um, and with that, the apron, the current apron, is about 50 feet. It will be reduced down to the equivalent width to match the landscaping. So if they put in 20 feet of landscaping in the front, the apron will be reduced accordingly. So they will also be replacing the apron along the street. Staff's recommendation is approval. As, and have we given the applicant or agreed to a timeline to see all this put in place? Yep, in the, in the ordinance, he will have six months. Uh, part of that is because we are in the winter, it's not planting season, so they can't plant anyways. Thank you, Ash. Any questions of Ashton, commissioners? We, we do not have the plan. The, there's we, we do not have anything approved or signed. We internally have seen lots. Um, he's been working with me and Parks. Parks has sketched up a concept for him. He, he's fully aware of all the needs that we need. He has yet to submit that for approval. Nothing will go in unless that's approved. 
wouldn't we normally have a plan at this point? We've gone multiple ways. Yes, many times we do have a plan. There are situations where we know we can get to go, I'll say, um, but we're not there. So he would, with the conditions, he is required to have it approved by us that will be stamped and it will meet the ordinance. So that suggests that there is a, some mind-boggling shenanigans that have to go through to get this landscaping in place and still leave this site operable for what he wants to do. Um, we, we fully think he could do it. I think the big question is, is it worth it to him? Um, it could operate, you know, buy right as a retail service center. The question is, is the cost of doing all these things worth it to him? I can't answer that. Any other questions, commissioners? And I do note that there is no opposition to this application. There is no applicant, I don't think. And no applicant here either. I'm sensing, am I sensing from some commissioners we might want to wait till we see some final plans before we move forward with this? But can we confirm? I know the applicant has not signed up, but, but is, is there an applicant here today for this? I don't think so. Okay. I, I certainly have some questions I'd like to ask about how he's going to set the land up on the, uh, for this operation, where he's going to park the cars that are going to be worked on. I mean, it's a tiny piece of property. Mm -hmm. there, there does appear to be some challenges to the plan in the size of the property. So the building occupies a big portion of it. What the city would like to see is going to diminish the apron in front as well. That's correct. And uh, how is how is this going to function in uh, as a plan of the use of the property? So I would say let's see something. I think uh, I certainly am challenged when I, I look at that site and try to visualize from my field trip just how this is going to operate. Um, and knowing that now that we still have some landscaping plans that are kind of up in the air, I think we'll probably do well at this point to make sure we see something that suggests what we might be getting if we go forward with this. Um, and uh, I would hope that the applicant would understand that and you can convey that appropriately. Sure. Thank you. Uh, with that, I think, Susan, we're looking at a continuance. Continuance. Okay. So the motion would be to continue the request for a special exception by Vincent Powell. Dr. Newman? Uh, I, I think maybe re relay to the applicant as well. I don't particularly have a problem with him choosing to make his own investment in this site if he can meet all of staff's requirements. It may not be the way that others would choose to make an investment, but I think it's really up to him to succeed or, or fail. So I think if he can come in with some plans um, and they meet your approval, I don't have a problem letting him, you know, take a shot at, uh, take a shot at it, but I'd vote for a continuance aye. Uh, Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fairley? I and Ash, I would just ask that you convey to the applicant that uh, we're not against what he's trying to endeavor to do. We just like to see what the end product is going to be like before we uh, sign off on it, if you will. Uh, this is not a, a statement against him by any means. Just more of an assurance that we are uh, comfortable with what we think we might end up with, uh, and primarily based on the size of the site. 
uh, it is a rather challenging site to do any landscaping. They can try to do some work. With that, we move forward. Okay. Thank you, Susan. The next item is number two uh, from your regular agenda, Collins Recap B, for a text amendment to the city zoning ordinance to amend section 27-30, watermark residential plan development PD-RWM district in order to modify the site layout and allow additional land uses. Thank you, Susan. Here to speak in favor of this application is a representative of the applicant, Mel Price. There's no opposition. She doesn't want to speak. <laughs> okay. Uh, with that, there is no opposition to the application. Okay. For, Motion. Oh. Uh, just for the record, there was a letter from the Civic League uh, voting in favor of this. Okay. Do we have a, Do we have a copy of that? It's, it's in the staff okay. report. Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the text amendment request by Collins Recap. Uh, Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Houchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Delighted we've gotten to this point. Mm -hmm. uh, I vote yes. Okay. Thank next, you. Next item on the agenda, uh, number three, Import Cycle Center, to amend a previously granted special exception to operate an automobile sales and service facility, a property located at 5328 East Virginia Beach Boulevard. And I uh, do want to acknowledge the applicant, Jake Kale, is here. Mr. Kale, you wish to speak? I do want to advise you that there is no opposition to this application. Susan. Okay. The motion is to uh, approve the request to amend the special exception for import cycle centers subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman. Aye. Ms. McClellan. Yes. Mr. Hales. Aye. Ms. Austin. Yes. Mr. Houchins. Aye. Mr. Thomas. Very briefly, Mr. Kelly, I remember when you came in a few years back, and uh, I have to say we drove by your property, and it looks really nice. You've done a good job cleaning it up. We appreciate what you've done uh, in our city here, so I vote yes. And Mr. Fraley. It's almost like my vice chair and I had practiced this, but I was going to say something very similar. I'll simply say ditto. I remember this from the very beginning, and uh, you have done a commendable job of bringing that site into a much more aesthetically pleasing perception along the roadway. Thank you. I vote aye. Okay. Uh, item number four on your regular agenda, Taco Bell, for special exception to operate a commercial drive-through on property located at 649 North Newtown Road. Good afternoon. This request is for a special exception by Taco Bell to um, operate a commercial drive-through um, on the site. The site is located along um, Newtown Road um, adjacent to the Stony Point uh, townhouse community, right at the city line between Norfolk and Virginia Beach. And it's currently developed with a gas station, and it is zoned C2, which does permit the uh, request by special exception. Um, <clears throat> the existing um, gas station will be demolished, and this will be a complete redevelopment of the site. Um, the site plan is here on the screen. It is a single drive-through lane. And the um, we did receive a letter from the community um, expressing support for the project. They did have some questions about um, if there would be any sort of screening or a wall, a fence between the, um, the site and the adjacent commercial directly to the west of the site. And um, I believe that the uh, president of the Civic League is here. Um, along with the applicant, and I believe that they've come to a compromised 
just a few minutes ago. I'll let them speak on that. Um, regardless of if there is a wall or not, it does meet all ordinance requirements and staff does recommend approval of the special exception. Thank you, Matt. Uh, any questions of Mr. Simons, commissioners? All right. Thank you, Matthew. Uh, here to speak in favor of this application is the applicant, Brent Underwood. I am Brett Underwood with Britt Peters and Associates at 999 Waterside Drive, Suite 2525 in Norfolk, Virginia, 23510. We're the engineers for Taco Bell on this site. Um, initially, I'm just really here to answer any questions. Um, but to Matt's point with the screening, I have spoken with Mr. Mason, the president of Civic League. Um, it's our understanding that they would like to see a small barrier, uh, possibly of wood or block, um, low, maybe two, three feet tall between our property and adjacent commercial property uh, at the rear of the site. Um, I, I believe that we can work that out with Taco Bell corporate. Um, I don't see that being a huge cost issue. Um, certainly want to be good neighbors. Um, the only one caveat I will say, we do have to work that out. There's a Dominion Power easement on the south side of the property uh, towards the graveyard. Um, so the only potential conflict we would have is with that easement, um, and, but we'll work with Dominion to see what they're willing to allow uh, as far as extents and what they're willing to allow. But um, we're certainly don't oppose working with the Civic League to provide some sort of screening for, to deter pedestrian traffic between the sites. So. Thank you, Mr. Underwood. Any questions of Mr. Underwood, commissioners? Thank you, sir. Thank you. Uh, here also in favor of this application, uh, Mr. Ford Mason. No comment? Good deal. Other than that, commissioners, there is no opposition to this application. Any questions of commissioners? Comment? Okay. Uh, the motion is to approve the request for a special exception for Taco Bell subject to the conditions contained in the staff report and the additional one added today uh, pertaining to a four-foot solid fence uh, to the rear on the southern portion of the property. Uh, Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Uh, aye, and thank you for being willing to work with the neighbors. Uh, Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We make that recommendation to council. Good luck. Appreciate your cooperation with that, too. Okay. The next item on the agenda, number five, Riptide Car Wash, for a special exception to operate a car wash on property located at 2214 East Little Creek Road. Here to answer questions on this application, Mark Russell. If there's opposition. If there's opposition. I can tell you there's no opposition. Uh, I take that back. I'm sorry. There is opposition. Uh, we need a presentation on this. Good afternoon. This is a request from Riptide Car Wash for a special exception to operate a car wash at 2214 East Little Creek Road. Um, it's on the north side of East Little Creek Road, just west of Halpern Drive. Uh, it's currently zoned C2, um, surrounded by other commercial uses, such as a financial institution um, and religious institution to the south. There's also residential directly behind this site. And the request is to totally demolish the existing car wash that is there now and replace it with this new car wash. Uh, 
and the proposal would be to have it be an automated car wash um, as opposed to the self-serve car wash that's there now. This is the proposed site plan, um, and this also has to go through the full site plan review process, um, so that will address things like landscaping and stormwater improvements. Um, so that this is the preliminary site plan, um, so this may be modified through that process, but um, this will be in the ordinance um, as that it will be tied to the ordinance um, as a you know, conceptual site plan subject to con uh, improvements or modifications in site plan review. And the operation, hours of operation for this are proposed to be 8 a.m. to 8 p.m. Monday through Saturday and 9 a.m. to 6 p.m. on Sunday. The proposed site, site layout has 16 parking spaces meeting, which meets the requirement. Um, the only other environmental uh, impact that came up with this one was just that the uh, proposed pay stations as seen in the site plan here, um, the, we have a requirement in the ordinance that if they have audio-based capabilities, they cannot be closer than 40 feet to any residential, the boundary of any residential zoning district. Um, so the applicant has indicated that they will not have audio um, and the other figure are the elevation is the elevations seen here. Um, so this will also be in the ordinance um, as a condition that it that it will, you know, it, it will be a t tied to the conditions subject to any modifications in site plan review. And with that, staff does recommend approval. Um, we we did receive correspondence from the Civic League, a couple of emails stating that the Roosevelt Area Civic League does support this request. Can you go back to the site plan a minute, Chris? Sure. Uh, you mentioned the audio uh, pay station. Mm -hmm. Where is that going to be located? Are they not going to have anything at all now? Um, right uh, to the, if you look at the northwest. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, that, okay. Yeah, that's the proposed pay stations. Um, we worked on, you know, we discussed potential uh, reconfigurations of where, where that could go on the lot that would be 40 feet away from the residential. It, it's, it's a little bit of an interesting shape, the site itself. Um, so it's hard to, it would be hard, I guess, for the circulation of that, of that lane to place it 40 feet away and still make it work. So that, I, th I believe, and the applicant can speak to this uh, more clearly, but the discussion we had was that the audio, it would just be a pay station without any audio, which would, which would uh, I know during our site visit, we were concerned about the location of that. So we're saying it, it will be where we thought it was during our site visit, but no audio. Right. Okay. Exactly. And, that, and also that it will be in the conditions as well. So with that, are there any other questions? Thank you, Chris. we have any questions on Mr. Whitney, commissioner's comment? Thank you, Chris. Mr. Russell? Thank you, Mr. Chairman, members of the board. My name is Mark Russell. I'm with Riptide Car Wash, the developer and, uh, and the partner. 1667 Thomas A. Betts Parkway, Rocky Mount, North Carolina, 27804. Uh, Mr. Whitney did a nice job discussing what we want to do. There's just a couple items I'd like to point out. It, it is a significant upgrade to, to what is there now, and or aesthetically, it will be very similar to the BB&T and the, and the Walgreens that's presently there. There, We're going to try to keep in the same combination with that. 
the similar type landscaping on the front where it will be uniform and continue to that. One thing I'd like to point out from a transportation standpoint, we are closing down one of the driveways to, uh, to help with our circulation, but more importantly to help from the transportation standpoint. And also there will be a, a left turn lane added to, to, help, to help cars to get into our place and just make it more safe traffic movement. And um, I think a significant thing is also we're going to, as we tear down this, we're going to reduce the impervious footprint by about 30 percent, which is a which is a pretty big item. A long time ago, I used to live in in this area, and, and I and when the bay was, you know, 30 years ago, and kind of in trouble. So I, so I recognize, and I'm also a professional engineer that that stormwater is a big item, and and in this place, in the designing that, that's one thing we wanted to make sure is we would we would uh, reduce that impervious footprint and, and, and try to help help out and, uh, and make the area uh, look a little nicer. Uh, with that, I'd be happy to answer any questions. Thank you, Mr. Russell. Any questions, Mr. Chair? The structure appears to be built out of brick. That's correct. That's real brick. It's not panelized brick. That's correct. That's correct. It'll, it'll, it'll be masonry with a, with a you know, brick um, facades, not to, but, it, but it is real brick. Like I said, we're going we're gonna to try to, to match basically what's beside us with BB&T. Technology has evolved such that they do have things called brick that aren't brick. I, I've seen those. We, so we, uh, we, we I want to make sure that uh, you are going back solid masonry here. Well, we're, we're long term, and we know from a maintenance standpoint that uh, it may cost us a little bit more up front, but long term that'll, that'll, that'll hold up much better and be aesthetically pleasing. Mm -hmm. Mr. Chairman, I have a question about the signage. Is that going to go on the building at all, or is that just in the front? Um, well, we will conform to what the, the, the city of Norfolk allows us to, to put there. There will probably be a, a sign on the exit end of the tunnel mm -hmm. and also, you know, a, a sign conforming, a freestanding conforming sign with that. Mm -hmm. Any other questions, commissioners? I have a comment. I, it, it's not an easy site, and I think you've uh, used it very well. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Here to speak against this application, Mr. Stephen Lewis. My name's Stephen Lewis, and I live at 1885 Brookwood Road, which is right behind the car wash. And I didn't know about the Civic League meeting when they had it. I was actually in the hospital for surgery, so I didn't know much about it until I got the letter saying that they wanted to put another car wash in. And um, my neighbors and I were talking about because one of the big problems is with the, the water runoff. Behind, the, behind our houses, the city put in a pipe that used to be a creek there. And uh, the drainage ditch or the drainage pond that sits behind BB&T, um, that's full of trash and stuff. So whenever it rains and the water aspect, our yards flood out. Uh -huh. And then the other big thing was the noise uh, from the car wash. Because I have three kids that are all in elementary school in third grade or under. And I know I have to deal with that night, knowing now that it's going to be the more of the, uh, like the automated one where they can just drive through. It used to be uh, there was a lot of noise from cars over there late at night and waking kids up. And then the big thing we were worried about was the water and adding to that drainage system that's back there because it doesn't work as well as it should now probably. But um, I saw that they were adding the recycling and everything. And so that's what our, me and my, my neighbors were more worried about was the noise and stuff. But seeing that they're going to have it to where 
I guess our big thing would be is, is, is it actually going to be shut down at 8 o'clock at night where nobody can use it after the hours that it's open? Yeah, we'll let Mr. Russell apply, uh, respond to that. Thank you. Those are, those are good questions. Uh, to answer the first one as far as the, the, the runoff itself, uh, by that reducing that impervious footprint by, by 30 percent, then what's running off there now will, for our portion, will be reduced significantly. I, I can't um, attest to what's happening to the stormwater pond beside us. Mm -hmm. And to answer your other question is, yes, at 8 o'clock it will be closed down. It won't be all, you know, you want to be allowed to do that all night. Mm -hmm. The doors will be shut, it'll be locked up, and everybody will go home mm -hmm. with that. That's the big thing a lot of us were worried about was the noise, because there is a lot of houses that run right behind there. Yes. And it's easier for me to get here than everybody else, because they all work and I'm disabled, so I have to stay home. <laughs> so they all ask me to come and find out. <laughs> okay. Thank you, Mr. Russell. Mr. Lewis, you have any other concerns? Well, you can speak to Public Works about that and stormwater folks and specifically, and they can probably address that for you. All right. Thank you. Any questions, commissioners, comment? With that, Susan? The motion is to approve the request for a special exception by Riptide Car Wash, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? I'd like to thank Mr. Lewis for coming down and getting it squared. It's always nice when these things get worked out before we, you know, walls get worked out and noise gets worked out. Appreciate it. I vote aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? I want to thank you for taking the interest in our area. Hopefully it works out to be successful for you. Thank you for coming and making the presentation and being so environmentally sensitive. I appreciate the impervious surfaces. And likewise with you, sir, for coming down and uh, stating your position, it helps us to clarify just where we want to go and how we're going to get there. So we thank you for your participation today. With that, I vote aye. Okay. Uh, item number six on your regular agenda, Courtyard Downtown Norfolk, uh, for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property located at 520 East Plume Street. And we acknowledge that there is no opposition. We do want to acknowledge Rick Hannes, representative of the applicant, is here to respond for any questions or concerns. The motion is to approve the request for a special exception by Courtyard Downtown, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. We'll make that recommendation to council. Thank you. Uh, item number seven, residents in for a special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property located at 227 West Brambleton Avenue. And again, we acknowledge there's no opposition, but a representative for the applicant, Mr. Rick Hand, is in attendance to respond to any questions or concerns. The motion is to approve the request for a special exception by residents in Norfolk, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fraley? Aye. Right. Make that recommendation to council. Good luck with that. The last item on the agenda, uh, number eight, a paint gallery for special exception to operate an eating and drinking establishment on property located at 4408 Collie Avenue. Uh, thank you, Susan. Here to respond to questions is the applicant, Kim Keene. Do you want to acknowledge that there is no opposition to this application? Okay. 
The motion is to approve the request for a special exception by Paint Gallery, subject to the conditions contained in the staff report. Dr. Newman? Aye. Ms. McClellan? Yes. Mr. Hales? Aye. Ms. Austin? Yes. Mr. Houchins? Aye. Mr. Thomas? Yes. And Mr. Fairley? Aye. We'll make a recommendation to council. Uh, Mr. Homewood, you have anything on your agenda we, we need to hear about? Uh, just a, a shout out to Mr. Newcomb, who's at home, maybe even listening to this, uh, <laughs> and, uh, recovering from uh, knee surgery this morning. It will soon, eh? Mr. Melita. Uh, I think, Mr. Chairman. With that, we are adjourned. Thank you. <laughs>